Welcome, friends, to the October 24th episode of my podcast, Medicine in Action. I'd like to take uh, this episode to review an update on the vaccines. We've spoken about them in the previous episodes, but there's been a lot of developments. So as we're getting closer to approval time, I thought it'd be a good time to review where we're at with the vaccines. Now, the vaccines that I'm going to talk about are the ones that are in phase three, and uh, mainly focus on the U.S. vaccines, but also mention a few uh, that are overseas in China, India, Russia. Now, there are 12 vaccines in phase three, which is um, excellent uh, in terms of choices that we have. Just a quick primer, and we did cover this on a previous podcast, the phases of studies I want to just clarify. The first is always a preclinical testing, which test the new vaccines on cells and uh, we give it to animals such as mice or monkeys and see if it produces an immune response. Then it goes into safe uh, phase one safety trials and they're actually started in humans. They give the vaccine to a small number of people just to test the safety and the dose. And then we go into phase two expanded trials where people are split into hundreds of uh, people are split into groups like elderly children, and just testing to see if there is a response in the immune system and if they're safe again. Uh, and that's a phase two expanded trial. And then we go into phase three, where these all these vaccines are, which I'm going to talk about today. And these are where you give the vaccines to thousands of people, rough numbers, about 30,000 would be needed to at least see a response. And then wait and see how many become infected. And that is a problem. When we vaccinate these people, if they're not exposed to the virus accidentally, we'll not have an idea. We have to have enough number of events to say if a vaccine is effective. Obviously, we'd like to see if people who got the vaccine were protected more than the people who got the placebo. So the the way this is bypassed is we'll do challenge trials which are being discussed in United Kingdom and even in the United States. Uh, there are obviously ethical issues with it. What if you intentionally give somebody the virus and they have bad complications or die from it? That's a huge ethical dilemma. Of course, the flip side is that if you accelerate the process of vaccine development, you're saving thousands of lives. So there's really not a perfect answer. So in phase three, we want to see that at least 50% of people who receive the vaccine are protected. That is kind of the threshold at which vaccines are typically approved by regulatory agencies like the FDA. Now, just a word of caution, China and Russia have approved their vaccines without waiting for phase three, and that's very controversial because really without that, we don't have any idea if those vaccines are safe or effective. So in, in terms of the ones that are the biggest uh, leaders in uh, of what's potentially going to be a viable vaccine. Moderna in the United States is probably the lead of the pack. Now, just to recap, we talked about it in the past. Moderna vaccine was developed uh, in concert with the National Institute of Health in the United States. They developed the technology. They're based on the messenger RNA uh, to produce the viral proteins in the body. So this is, again, uh, a path-breaking type of vaccine. 
you are really introducing messenger RNA into the directly into the muscles, hoping they'll be taken up by the cells and they start making these proteins which mimic the spike protein and then your body will respond to it. Um, and this has been found effective as I've discussed before in, initially in monkeys and then very good uh, challenge trials were done in chimpanzees and it started phase three in July and uh, it is currently still enrolling. The target is 30,000 people. The government has supported this. They've given them nearly $2 billion. And of course, uh, the there is a, some side effects that have been shown. The most recent one was not life-threatening. They are not unusual and not uncommon. Uh, so this is one that is probably going to be ready for us at the end of 2020. That's how it's looking right now. Uh, the key issue right now is just like I said, the phase three, they have to see enough number of infections to determine if this is an active vaccine. So that's the reason why. The second most promising one in the United States is the BioNTech. Uh, BioNTech is a German company. It went into collaboration with the American company Pfizer and also a Chinese company, Fosun Pharma. It's another mRNA vaccine. This is the one they need two doses. And uh, they did initially test two versions, both of which were very effective in terms of the immune response it generated. One had much lower side effects, and that's what's gone into phase two, phase three trials. This one also launched around July 27th. And 30,000 volunteers in the United States, Argentina, Brazil, Germany. And uh, the side effects on this have been very mild side effects. Again, body aches, fevers, headaches, short-lived. And they are warning now to be expand the study to 43,000 uh, patients. And they're also expanding and testing into children as young as 12, and which is the first American trial to do so. And it's important we get because not all vaccines will be effective in children. So now, the key here is that they are going to apply for emergency use authorization, but it's likely going to be late November. So we're expecting this one likely will be approved again in December. Uh, this will require two doses. And uh, again, a big amount of support from the U.S. government in terms of developing the technology. The key here is that mRNA vaccines do require deep freeze. And that is a challenge in terms of logistics of distribution. And that's what the companies are working on now developing. Because most places we don't have this set up. Uh, you will need to have special freezers. Uh, we, they are, these vaccines have to be chilled to a minus 80 degrees Celsius, which is minus 112 degrees Fahrenheit. And that's not readily available in most offices or uh, most uh, hospitals. So that's one limiting factor I see with both the messenger RNA vaccines, which will slow them down. Uh, among the overseas vaccine that was approved in China, I'm just going to briefly mention the Chinese company CanSino Biologics. They de developed a vaccine based on the adenovirus. And uh, basically, they had very good data on phase two. And the Chinese military pretty much approved it. 
on phase two data without completing the phase three, still doing phase three trials, and it's enrolling in Saudi Arabia, Pakistan, Russia, and China. Similarly, Russia also had one of the vaccines, which was developed by the Gamalia Research Institute. And uh, this is also based on combination of an adenovirus. Basically, as I've done in a previous podcast, we take an adenovirus, which is relatively harmless to humans, and then introduce a spike protein from the COVID. So the body will see the protein and will cause a reaction to it, which will hopefully protect it against the COVID-19 infection. Uh, so again, uh, so far, the the data available from these Chinese and Russian vaccines is very limited, but uh, they are being widely utilized right now in both of those countries. The third of the American vaccines is the Johnson & Johnson. This was developed in Boston at Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center. And this also uses the adenovirus technology. It's used a type of adenovirus called adenovirus 26. Now, this company has a lot of experience with Ebola virus vaccines and several others. And it has this vaccine has shown again promise in monkeys in phase two trials. Uh, like the other two vaccines we talked about, their phase three also started in July and they are shooting for uh, 60,000 patients. And the advantage to Johnson & Johnson vaccine, it just requires one dose, and it does not require the deep freeze that's required with the first two, which are both mRNA vaccines. So it's a technology issue. Messenger RNAs have to be kept really cold in deep freeze, and uh, adenovirus vaccines do not. So that'll also probably determine what will be the practical solution the, this vaccine did see a problem about 10 days ago. Johnson & Johnson did put its trial on pause. There was an adverse reaction in a volunteer, but the trial was resumed 11 days later. The patient did recover. And uh, basically, details are not available as to what the uh, exact problem was, but in the, in the virus from... Uh, AstraZeneca and Oxford, uh, which we'll also talk about, they had a problem with um, transverse neuritis or uh, transverse myelitis, rather, which is a, a rare but serious side effect can be seen with viral vaccine where the antibodies will attack the nerve sheath lining causing paralysis. Uh, some people temporary, some people it can be uh, permanent. So that one is the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. So it is now back on on trial. It is being studied. Uh, the halt was just for about ten days or so to make sure that everything was looked at, and that's just standard protocol. There's nothing wrong with that. Then the fourth vaccine in the Western world is the AstraZeneca or University of Oxford vaccine, which uh, I've been very very optimistic about. Now, this one, again, I have a full podcast on it, which I did previously. This is based on the chimpanzee adenovirus called CHADOX-1. Again, this is the one that was developed uh, off the progress that was made with the Ebola virus vaccines, the MERS vaccine, and, and then they very quickly moved into developing one for COVID-19 as soon as the DNA code was available. So again, this one is in phase three trials. Yeah, the, the trials are being done in England, in India, as well as in Brazil, South Africa, United States. 
this is the vaccine I mentioned had the one uh, major side effect with one patient who developed a form of inflammation called transverse myelitis. But uh, within a week, uh, they had resumed the uh, study back. Now in Brazil, there was one death. Uh, we do not know the details of the test, uh, the death, but uh, the, the vaccine is back on track. FDA is also authorized to restart that. Then there is a fifth vaccine uh, made by a company called Novavax. And this is a Maryland-based company. It's a little different. It makes the vaccine by sticking proteins onto little tiny particles. And, uh, and then those are injected. So they're directly taking the protein and injecting it. They did get, again, promising preliminary results with phase two. And they have uh, a phase three trial, mainly in the United Kingdom, about 10,000 volunteers. And this one is not expected to be ready probably till 2021. So this one is a little bit behind the others. Now, there are several Chinese vaccines, uh, ones from the Wuhan, the place where this virus started, the Wuhan Institute of Biological Products. Another one is a Sinopharm product. Sinovac Biotech is another company in China developing. The Indian vaccine is being developed by Indian Council of Medical Research and a company called Bharat Biotech. Uh, this is uh, in concert with the National Institute of Virology, and their vaccine is uh, called Covaxin. It's based on an inactivated form of the coronavirus, basically taking the coronavirus, killing it, and then injecting it. It did uh, show promising results both in monkeys and hamsters. The clinical trials were started in July. Initially, there was some political stuff. They said it'd be ready by August 15th. Obviously, that was extremely optimistic. Now, the uh, phase three trials just started as of yesterday, October 23rd. The Currently, the earliest availability for this vaccine is going to be in early January to maybe more likely February. Uh, it is moving forward. It so far has had no major hiccups. The uh, key issue here is that there has been so much political stuff back and forth with the vaccines that I'm sincerely concerned about the perception people have of the vaccines. And that would be a problem if people refuse to take it. So I think I can say with quite certainty that the U.S. process has been fairly open and there was some political pressure applied, but the powers that be have done the right thing and they've not succumbed to it. They've just gone through the channels like they're supposed to, which is very important. I think the faith and trust in the approval process is the key. And I certainly uh, trust it and would take the vaccine when it comes out. So uh, things are moving forward. It's going to take time. This is still going to take us at least two more months before we have a viable vaccine in our hands. And then, of course, the logistics, depending on if it's the messenger RNA vaccine, the logistics may be a little bit difficult. If it is going to be the adenovirus vaccine or the one of the others I mentioned, then those can probably come out and be distributed fairly quickly. So be well, be safe uh, till next week. I'll pause here and uh, 
Please uh, send me your feedback, responses, and any other topics you'd like me to cover. Thank you.